Hey, welcome to The Conversation. This is Andy Mason, and you're listening to authentic conversations around the messy intersection of faith, family, and business. And welcome to episode number 100. Yeah, this has been a great journey. I think I'm the one that's actually grown the most, but you can certainly scroll back over the last 100 weeks and see that journey and be a part of that and grow yourself as we really engage in this messy intersection of faith, family, and business. It literally is that. It's messier than we think, but truly rewarding, more rewarding than we also understand. It's super, super good. Hey, I encourage you, if you haven't done so already, jump onto Apple Podcasts and uh, post a review of this. That'll help let others know. If this has been of value to you, uh, please let others know also. And if you haven't done so already, please don't hesitate to contact me. If you've got any questions, comments, or in even any subjects that you'd love us to explore, unpack, uh, and make practical, you can contact me, Andy, at authentic-solutions.com. I look forward to hearing from you. So this episode, what would we talk about episode 100? And uh, there's a lot of things it feels like are accelerating in timing and purpose and momentum. It's really good. It feels like the lid has come off. Perhaps that's coming out of COVID and out of some of the craziness of the last 12 months. But also, I think there's some things that the last 12 months have given us room to rethink, reconsider what we're aiming our life at. So whether you're aiming the right direction or not, there is going to be an acceleration. So heads up, realign, take the time now to do that. So today I want to talk about the journey into calling. And by calling, I believe everybody has a calling. I believe that you were born with purpose, that you are not a mistake, that you're actually intricately designed, and that the Bible says before you were even born, God knew you, had a plan for you. It's a plan to prosper you, give you hope and a future, and literally laid that out. Uh, in the book of Ephesians, the apostle Paul talks about, and says, I pray for you that you would know the hope of your calling. And that is not just some eternity with Christ. That is absolutely important and we desire that but there is something in the earth that is unique to you that you're born to do for Paul the apostle Paul that was literally the revelation of Jesus the good news of Jesus Christ to reconcile the Gentiles not just the Jews to one another and to himself that is just great and that's why we're here today a Gentile a non-Jew a follower of the the scholar the rabbi the teacher the sensei, uh, Jesus Christ, son of God. So some key points. Uh, number one, everyone has a calling. You were born for significance. I talked about that, but God has a plan for you and it is good. Uh, Jeremiah is famous. He's the one that said, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Literally the ways of God are the ways that would lead you to life. Uh, the ways of the kingdom are ways that will set you up to live a happy, fulfilling, thriving life. The contrary is also true. If you live to yourself, uh, sin literally will split you. It's not some ogre in the sky that set up a set of rules that it, to try and control you. No, actually, uh, do not murder, do not steal, allow, honor your mother and father. They're actually principles to live by, that if you live by them, your life will go better. And if you don't, literally your life gets split. 
I don't need to labor on that. That's just a foundational. Everyone has a calling and God has a plan for your life and it is good. Now, number two, your calling develops and refines over time. I remember in my early 20s, uh, part of a wonderful church, I was working as a business consultant in agriculture in New Zealand. And our local church, the pastor was talking about, we're going to have this three-week prayer and fasting that God would reveal to us our purpose, our calling, what we're born for. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be awesome. So I began to fast and pray and seek God, thinking that, I don't know what I thought, maybe some angel will show up and like it did with Jeremiah or with these prophets of old, like maybe some some great calling, some great purpose. And here's the funny thing. It wasn't until the very last day that I, I was reading this scripture, Titus 1.5. I've sent you to set in order what is lacking and appoint leaders in every place. And I read that. And it means literally that you go into an environment and you see what's missing. You see the potential where they want to go. You see where they are right now. And you can see what is needed to get from where they are to where they want to be. That is to set in order what is lacking. And then secondly, to appoint leaders in every place. That's literally the, the, the release, the grace, the anointing, the encouragement, the courage to actually act and do what they know they should do. And so I read that and I'm like, that's my calling? Well, that's what I already do. Like, as a, as a business person, that's what I do with my job. That's what I ended up doing with the bank. That's what I do as a worship leader. That's what I do as a dad. It's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even have to fast for three weeks. I, this is what I'm already doing. It was kind of funny like that, except at the same time, it brought greater clarity. And so here's what's happened is over time, it's become more and more clear as I've grown in my ability, in my skill, in my proficiency at what I do. Uh, as I did some coach, some life coach training, as I did business consulting and I was mentored by one of the best consultants in New Zealand, I grew in my own ability. And as I grow my ability, I'm moving further towards my calling because I can more effectively do it. It's kind of, if you're going to be a NASCAR driver, let's say, and you don't even have a driver's license, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a long time. It's like, it doesn't just happen. You need to intentionally partner with that and lean into it. And then literally that will actually move you forward faster. So lean into what you can learn today. Uh, what is it that you can do today? What is in your hand that you can focus on that will move you forward? And even uh, I would say I have so much more clarity today than I did a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, well, actually, probably 30 years ago, I thought I was clear. <laughs> Something like time helps you realize that the older we get, the more you realize, yeah, you didn't know half of what you thought you do, but it's clearer now. It's also clearer that the world is big, the universe is bigger, but I'm connected to a loving creator God and within him and in him and through him, I can do everything that he's called me to do. And feeling overwhelmed, that's normal. Get used to it. It's just part of being part of a plan that is so much bigger than us. Read the book of Ephesians in the Bible if, if you're not sure about that. So Number one, everyone has a calling. Number two, your calling develops and refines over time. And everything that you're walking through, the circumstance, the people, 
it's preparing and shaping you in terms of moving towards that. Number three, knowing the season helps navigate the process well. I encourage you to check out Tony Stoltzfus's book, The Calling Journey. In it, he's actually done a whole heap of research from biblical leaders and from uh, known leaders all around us and identifies these different stages of growth. You can actually also look at the author. I'm just walking to my shelf right now. It's a book called The Making of a Leader by Dr. J. Robert Clinton, recognizing the lessons and stages of leadership development. Same with calling, with leadership, with gifting. Uh, you recognize there's actually seasons of growth. Uh, Tony Stoltzfus lays it out, really. There's, there's multiple seasons, and each one moves you towards uh, really your, 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 the stage where you're fully embracing who you're born to be. It's like the fulfillment this is what I was born for. Everything that I'm doing is what I was born to do. I was prepared for this. Uh, I'm, I've just finished the book uh, called Walking in Destiny. It's the story of Winston Churchill. Now, just for those of you listening, I don't fully ascribe or support his character or how he did some of the things, what he did. But that man was profoundly prepared for the very role that he stepped into in being Prime Minister of England through the World War II. There was nobody, nobody around that was as adequately and proficiently prepared to do what he did. The thick skin, the arrogance, the, the whole process, the training, the understanding, the background, incredible how well he was prepared to step into his destiny at that time. He was a wartime prime minister and literally made a significant change. If it wasn't for him, I would doubt that we would have England like we have today and Europe would certainly be looking different. What's the point? Everything you're walking through is helping prepare you for, even if you don't fully understand it. You are stepping and walking into that. Understanding the season will help you align with that better. There are seasons in life where it's almost like there is nothing that you can do externally that's helping. It's nothing seems to be moving you forward. Nothing seems to be working. It's probably because it's a period of life where God is wanting something internal to work. And unless you learn that lesson in your character, in your identity, you'll never be able to step into the next season. So if you feel like you're paused on the shelf, held back, stop and reflect and say, is there something internally that I need to learn? If you're wondering why you haven't got the promotion, if you're wondering why you haven't been launched into the very thing that you think you're born for, perhaps there's a character thing that is holding you back that actually it's the grace of God because if you stepped into that next season without dealing with that, that very thing could actually harm you and the people around you significantly. So internal versus external season. There's other seasons where it's almost like nothing you can do goes wrong. It's just rapid external growth and make the most of that. Just go for it, test it, explore it, expand it. So check out the book, The Calling Journey by Tony Stoltzfus. You find that is, and just recognize the season and align or lean into that the best that you can. So number one, Everyone has a calling. Number two, your calling develops and refines over time. Number three, knowing the season helps navigate the process well or easier, as a friend of mine says. Number four, 
Um, my journey to today and some practical application for you. So today I'm 47 years old. I was born in 1973. And I can just, just I clearly identify these distinct seasons in my life. Now, when I was in high school, I used to milk cows before and after school. It was a season where I was growing, I was learning, I was developing. Uh, I mean, milking cows, why would you do that? Well, I wanted to get into agriculture and that's where I used to make $5 of milking and save that money and got to do things and move towards. I then went to a training stage where I was literally two years on a large training ranch or farm. Horses, dogs, learning how to fence, uh, learning how to shear sheep. Uh, actually, a lot of it was learning how to stand up for what I knew to be true. Uh, very much an environment that uh, I would say opposed to Christian values, being the guys that were around me. Uh, the drugs, alcohol, sex, the whole thing. It's the first time in my life that I was directly confronted that in a live-in boarding situation. Uh, part of the culture was to buy porn magazines and watch movies all the time. So I'm in that environment. I'm one of 20 boys, uh, 17, 18 years old. And you can just imagine what that was like. Well, what that did is it forged in me an internal belief system to know that beforehand, I believed what I believed because of what I was taught and what I read in the Bible. Walking through that, seeing their lives, and actually having a personal experience for the first time in my life with the presence of God, as I feel His presence around me, that's when my walk with Jesus became real and started to build a backbone. So no longer was it because of what I was told, it's because I know this for myself. But learned agriculture. I went from there and did study. Uh, I then stepped out of that study from Lincoln University in New, Ze in New Zealand to my first business consultancy job where we obtained 100,000 net fees in three years. Achieved and grew, but again, it was internal growing and learning. I then stepped into working in a bank and there was a season again, it's growing and learning and growing. I don't think that ever stops, but there's key things in each season that I learned that refined. I remember when I was 17, 18, I used to have this little saying is, unlike a raindrop, which, which can just be wiped off, I want to impact people for God like a brick and leave a mark permanently. I laugh about that now because I'm thinking, gee, Andy, that's so offensive. But that was zeal without knowledge. That is just growing. I thought I was going to be a missionary and help people practically as well as spiritually. And realized over time, now I could say I am doing that, but it's just not what I imagined that would look like at the time. So it's as I progress and trust God's ability to lead me is better than my ability to be led. So I can trust him in the process. So just keep walking, growing, leaning into learning and expansion and be shaped uh, to be candid with you. The growth that I've experienced in the workplace has been greater than my growth that I've experienced being in a church environment. Why is that? Because in a work situation, you get direct candid feedback every single day, every month. Whereas in the church Christian setting, we tend to not tell the truth. We tend to coat it and you don't get the candid feedback that you need in order to grow. And secondly, you actually don't get the pressure. 
to, to grow. There's not the force. Eventually, consequences catch you. But in the workplace, in business, that bottom line, it'll smack you hard. That boss, if you're not hitting the targets, will let you know. So there's something about that which is fantastic for people's growth. So I worked through this bank season. And then we left that and came to the States. And that's been 10 years of building a ministry. So I've been a part of uh, building business. I've been a part of building family, being a part of building city, being part of building a ministry, learning all these different things over time till today. And today I was just writing down these three circles where one circle is passion. It's what I love to do. I love helping people. I love seeing people come alive. I love adventure and outdoors. I love fun. I love asking people questions that change the way they think. I love seeing Jesus do things that no man can do. That's my passion. It's what I love to do. My next circle is proficiency. What am I good at? What are the things that I've become really, really good at? I've become really good at connections. It's like a gift of God, crazy connections that I have, rapidly connected with people over time, now all over the world. Uh, Secondly, I'm really, really good at asking insightful questions that cause people to think differently. They think differently. And if you can get someone to think differently from what they were thinking a moment ago, you can literally change people's world through one question. I'm also really proficient at creating an environment or a culture that'll lead people in that with others and with what I would say is a gift or a spirit of encouragement. So literally that Titus 1.5, I set in order what is lacking. I have the ability to see where they are, see where they want to be, help them see that themselves and help me walk through the clarity to get from where you are to where you want to be. I also have this gift of setting in order what is lacking and appoint leaders in every place, which I would say is a gift of encouragement, of helping people believe and move towards what they know they should have done six months ago, a year ago. They actually start moving when I get into a relationship with them. I have developed that gifting over time, so I'm now really, really proficient at it which aligns me, this next circle, my purpose, what am I called to do? And I've already mentioned Titus 1.5, Isaiah 55.5. There's a whole series of prophetic words, of scriptures, of what resonates deeply within me, of this is what I'm called to do. I'm called to ignite marketplace leaders to disciple their cities from a heavenly or kingdom-minded perspective, to build with God in business, and then shape the city around them. Uh, Titus 1.5, it's, it's all there. Uh, Chris Valentin gave me a word in, I think it was 2016. He said, Andy, this is not a prophetic word. It's an observation, which is just hilarious. And he says, you are a pastor of powerful people. I've never seen anyone like you with the level of favor that you have to make these connections where you love people fearlessly and you're a bridge of connection across racial, political and economic divides. Those are some of the things that are around my calling and what I'm called to do, my purpose. I disciple people who are discipling people who disciple people. So I've got the circle of passion, the circle of proficient, what I'm good at, the circle of what I'm called to do, my purpose, and then this other circle, which is profit. Do I have the funds to do it? Do I get paid to do what I love to do, what I'm good at doing, and what I'm called to do? 
And what I'm realizing right now, this journey into calling, as I've developed and grown over time, these different seasons, as I've learned what I needed to learn in this season, I'm stepping in a place right now where this this sweet spot where I'm working with individuals and small groups of people in these masterminds, and we're starting to launch some things. One of them, for example, is what we've called an adventure encounter. So how did that come about? Well, because of working with individuals and walking what I've been walking, helping them step into what they're called to do, one of these business individuals has said, Andy, when are you going to do this as an adventure? Do an executive retreat, but as an adventure. You love adventure. Why don't you combine the two together? Now, to be candid with you, a part of it's like, oh, am I even allowed to do that? That just sounds like too much fun. Well, just slap yourself because that's really, really stupid thinking. So what we've put together is what I love to do, the outdoors, fishing, uh, like special forces. That just that stuff excites me. Uh, ministering, coaching, praying for people, that excites me. So that passion, what I'm really good at, the coaching, the mastermind, the connections, what I'm called to do, disciple people who are discipling people who disciple people, and what is profitable. We've put together an adventure retreat. We're doing it in October. Uh, you can find out on the on our website, authentic-solutions.com. And literally, we're going to spend three days. Day one, we're going in a boat into deep sea fishing with five or six guests so small, what I love to do, what I'm, what maybe I'm not good at, proficient at fishing, but that's why we have the best captain in the area lead us deep sea fishing for 24 hours overnight. Fun, exciting. And then we come back and I bring in my wife and a friend's wife and a couple of others and we're going to prophesy and pray and minister to these individuals and unpack because we've just spent 24 hours bonding in a full-on fun experience. So I'm, I'm good at that. I'm passionate about that. It's what I'm called to do because they're all business leaders. And then we go from there. The next day, we're going onto a special forces base. And literally, we get to have the instructor in human performance, mental, spiritual, emotional. He's the guy that instructs the special forces. And we get to have this small, intimate presentation from him and then tie that together with what we're going to do and what we're going to do differently from like with a mastermind and hearing God and implementing that so that we set our lives up to advance with what we're called to do. What's the point? Number one, it's profitable. Number two, it's what I love to do. Number three, it's what I'm really, really good at. Number four, it's what I'm called to do. It's the sweet spot of all those things wrapped in together. And literally, it's part of this journey into what I'm called to do. It's one example. There's a bunch of others that I'm starting to see come together. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. So what about you? I encourage you to do this. Is Actually, make three lists, one list. Uh, Actually, three lists and then one, and then action that comes out of that. Number one, make a list of all the things that you love to do. Don't try and think about whether you can do it, whether you're good. Whether, don't qualify. Just write them down. Take some time to do that. Number two, and make a list of the things that you're really good at. What are you proficient at? Or what could you become proficient at? Actually, if you embraced it, leaned into it, and paid the price, you could discipline yourself to learn this. Uh, this is episode number 100. Episode number one, I had no idea what I'm doing. Episode number 100, it's real easy. Pick up this, make a few notes, and become more proficient at it. 
over a hundred episodes, which is literally 100 weeks, 30, 45 minutes a week that I get to do this. Number three, so number, list number one, the things you love to do. That's your passion. List number two, the things you're really good at. That's what you're proficient at. List number three, the things that you sense you're called to. That's your purpose. That's uh, maybe prophetic words, key scriptures, key stories or testimonies that you want to see repeated. What do you have this conviction that you are called to do in the earth? If you're not sure, pray and ask the Holy Spirit or get a mentor, a wise counselor around you that can help you say, you know what, this is what you were born for. And the final list is really take those three lists and look at it and say, how could you, where do they overlap? Where is the things that combine together that I could actually make money doing what I love to do? Uh, Maybe there's, if I grow my proficiency, I could get paid to do what I love to do that I'm called to do. Uh, As you move that and you draw those circles, where is there an overlap and how can you lean into this? I encourage you to take the time to do that. If, you, if you're if you stuck and you're not even sure of some of this, grab the book Dream Culture, Bringing Dreams to Life by my wife and I that we wrote. It will literally, it is a literal life coach, practical, and will walk through activations that chapter by chapter by chapter will help you unpack this and turn it into practical action steps that will help you move forward into your purpose. So I just bless you. Uh, Thanks for being part of this journey with me. Uh, If you want to find out more about what we do, authentic-solutions.com. If you're in business and you want to grow with God in business, make sure you jump onto heaveninbusiness.com and join our membership there. And literally, we get to grow with God in business and engage in the well-being of the city we serve and be part of a movement that is increasing around the world in that space. So until next time, have a wonderful day week.